Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mickey Spagnuolo will join us. We'll get the latest on the health of uh, so many players banged up for the Cowboys. Uh, But I want to talk about this again. There is all this talk about a lack of passion. On the Cowboys sideline, we heard it from Bill Cower. We heard it from Christy Scales, right? Don't want to paraphrase, put words in anybody's mouth, but there's a lot of chatter about this that the team looks quote unquote lifeless, that mm-hmm. there's no passion, there's no energy. Right. We also see how, hey, look, they're coming out to start games and they're getting their hides handed to them. You know, it's three straight games where they've been beat up in the first half. I mean, you look at the way they're starting games, uh, it's very problematic when you're getting outscored as much as you are. In the first half. Now, in the second half, they're bouncing back, but it's too late by that point. So all of this kind of points to an issue with Garrett. And there's a lot of different areas of this that we could get into, but I think I want to focus specifically on passion, especially when we read quotes from Dak Prescott that our buddy Bobby Belt sent to us that where it's like, hey, I, certain guys, I'm paraphrasing, certain guys need to practice harder you want to hear right. him? yeah let's hear him okay so this would be the first one is this is the first clip where Dak is answering the question how come you guys are off to a slow start I mean it starts with the preparation uh, it starts with the way that we we prepare all week long uh, started yesterday started really before then had a great day today we'll continue to have great days throughout the week uh, and just allowing the way we practice to carry over to the game uh, we've got to make it harder at practice which we've done uh, and then the game is easier so it's just guys taking that having that mindset about the way that they practice the way that they approach anything uh, no payoff come again. And then here's the follow-up where it's like, well, wait a minute. What do you mean you guys have to practice better? I mean, I think it's more individual, uh, individualized. I mean, I always practice hard. I mean, that's just the way I go. And I'm saying I think uh, more individuals need to do that. And that's what I said just from just from the outlook of it, just from my eye, uh, I think they did. Boom. Okay. That's uh, the individuals need to – I always Strong indictment always against do. somebody – you know, to, to mention that. And he didn't mention by name. That's good leadership. But, man, that's problematic. And it forces us to go, God, I wonder who he's talking about. And we all may have our ideas of, of who he might be talking about. He's talked about how maybe they were sniffing themselves too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but this idea of passion, like, first of all, to me, I hear that and I'm like, okay, that's great that he's been a great leader and holding folks accountable. He's a phenomenal leader. Um, and I would imagine if it's toned down that much for the media that it was way more stern to those individuals and trying to figure out a way to motivate them. Right. But where is Garrett in that regard? And do you believe that it's passionless? Do you believe that there's no energy? Do you believe that they're just going through the motions? I'm not there, so I don't know. But you're saying Christy Scales is saying that. She would know. The thing that was real telling to me, Ben, and we're going to play, you know, uh, uh, KT's in there chopping up Jerry Cuts now. We'll play it a little bit later. But when we asked Jerry about this and, you know, the whole idea of passion and all those kinds of things, and then we asked him, how do you know? And it was a great question. It was from Sean. How do you know when the team has quit on the coach? He immediately started talking about the kind of penalties they made in the Jets game. Now, we didn't say, hey, do you think the team has quit on on Garrett? The question was, 
how do you know when a team has quit on a coach and he starts talking about the types of penalties that they are making? Now, I'm not saying Jerry is on our airways saying, hey, they've quit on Garrett. But what he's saying is when you're not dialed in and you're focused on other things, you don't care, you go out there and do all the mistakes that they've done in the last three games. And I think it's safe to say that while they respect all of their opponents, the folks over there, and Ben, you and I saw this firsthand with one particular player at Travis's event, the way he was talking about the Packer game. He was talking about it like, man, I can't believe that just happened. Like, that's that's not us. It was very much, and it wasn't pointing the finger. People was like, that's not us. We're not down 31-3 to the Packers. That's not the Dallas Cowboys that went out there. And then we saw same thing happen again against the Jets. So I think right now they're all over there going, what is the personality of a team with a bunch of dumb penalties and a bunch of turnovers? Is that the personality of a team that's sniffing themselves or not playing as hard as they should or practicing as hard as they should? And I think they're really at that point where they're collectively holding each other accountable because this is a super critical juncture. I feel like there's it's I think they're probably stunned and punch drunk a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they started reading their own press clippings, eating the cheese and sniffing themselves. I, I get it after three. No start. Hell, I was thinking that Kellen Moore was going to be a head coaching candidate. Someone's going to steal him. Right. I mean, I was I was drinking the Kool-Aid myself. Um, How are we going to replace Richard and Kellen Moore when they both get head coaching jobs? The thing you have to really to, to narrow this down, you have to think, OK, can you explain away the losses? All right, they went to New Orleans, really tough environment in which to play. They probably got a little too conservative. You know, that was the game with the fumbles too, right? Yes, was that New the, Orleans was two midfield fumbles. Two in the first midfield half. fumbles. I mean, I, you know, it's and and one of them was really questionable. All right, so you can kind of look at that. Hey, it's a tough place to play. It's loud. They got real conservative. Got hard to communicate. And what you lost twelve ten on the road. Then the Packers. Packers and how would you explain that one away? That was that was you don't you had several turnovers. In fact, you stopped them. Were marching down the field, and an interception bounced off Amari of Cooper's hands and was returned thirty-seven right. yards yards to flip the field. And then okay. we had another pick and penalties. And what happened? We're down thirty-one-three. Okay. Uh, and then the Jets game, that was weird, right? It's okay. Okay, we weren't expecting their backup quarterback well KT was we weren't expecting that backup quarterback to be that good after missing a month or whatever he missed and coming back having to wear a full body suit of body armor to protect his innards um it, and so my point is can you explain away the losses to where you're like okay this happened that's not us okay in this game this happened that's not us sucks in this game this happened that's not us or is that us I think you can individually explain away losses. I don't think you can collectively explain away three in a row. I don't either. That's, that's your personality that's the, at that point. That's the issue because the, the the turnovers. You say okay, the turnovers don't happen. Maybe they're five and one. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but there are just so different aspects of getting beat. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like the Eagles, when they get beat, it's usually because they get torched uh, in the secondary. Mm-hmm. They have like there. There's the big problem. They have a few other problems, but the big problem. I don't know what the Cowboys' big problem is. I, do. I think there's a lot of little problems. I don't know what the big problem I do. is. I, do. I think I know. What is it? Outside of injuries. The biggest problem for the Cowboys, and this is not going to be a surprise that it's a problem, but I think this is the biggest problem, that they don't get turnovers. And yeah. because they go. don't get turnovers, they don't ever start off drives mm-hmm. in enemy territory. Yeah. They've had 60 possessions, 60 drives this year. Not one of them has started across the 50. Mm-hmm. 
And so because they don't get turnovers, they're near the bottom of the league in getting turnovers. They've got two interceptions. The Patriots have 14. Because of that, every time they make a mistake or have a flaw on offense, it's magnified and it's the end of the world. Oh, my God, Witten fumbled near midfield. Well, we can't win that game. Oh, my God, a ball bounced off Amari's hands and somebody intercepted. We can't win that. It's like turnovers are so freaking huge. Mm -hmm. Now, they got other problems. They get run on all day long up the middle. Their linebackers haven't been as good as we thought they'd be. But ultimately, the biggest issue is that the Cowboys' defense does not get turnovers. And go look at the best teams in the league. What do they do? They get turnovers. They win. They have a good turnover margin. Yeah. We talked about the 49ers, the Patriots. Go look at all the go look at those numbers. It's very obvious. The teams that get turnovers win football games because it it destroys the other team to get a turnover. There's a lot of parity. Turnovers are a huge differing uh, difference maker. Yeah, you're right. And the only way that they could escape that bit is to not turn the ball over themselves. Yeah. Because last year's team didn't get turnovers either, but they kept teams out of the end zone, and they ended up being a top six or seven defense. But last year's Cowboy team didn't turn the ball over. Cowboys are eighth uh, in points defense, okay? Points per game allowed. Ninth in yards defense, mm -hmm. all right? So that's pretty good. Those right? are winnable numbers. They're top ten defense yes. by those two metrics. 26th in turnovers. Yep. And that's the one thing that stands out. They're 12th rushing yards, 12th passing yards. Mm -hmm. um, I'm seeing... 20th in sacks per per dropbacks on sack average or 20th. They, they, they the need to finish there. more on sacks too. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe that that leads to turnovers too. Maybe getting a fumble, you mm -hmm. know, here and there, getting the ball out of the quarterback's hand, making him, you know, throw the ball from a more uncomfortable situation. That's where I think the mobile quarterback thing comes into play. But do I have do I have this right? And and Jerry was talking about this with the Jets game. That first touchdown drive by the Jets, didn't we have four defensive penalties on that drive? Well, I remember we had the, there was the Cheeto uh, pass interference. Uh -huh. There I was remember, one on Byron, right? I remember the yes, there was Byron, and then there was the Malik Collins horse collar, horse collar. Yeah, which I you think, know was a suit big I, play. I think there were four defensive penalties on that drive. Yeah, and Jerry was talking about penalties. Yeah, there was an four, offsides. Four penalties on one drive. That is, you might as well just give him seven and go. Can we have the ball back now? Four penalties. That's four four first downs just based on dumbassery or being in the wrong position or losing an assignment. That's that is a really difficult way to go about. The Eagles have started on the other side of the fifty yard line nine times. Wow. The Cowboys have done it zero, zero times. All year makes, long. It makes a difference. And, and and that's where it puts more of the pressure on the offense to be perfect. And that's where it kind of goes back to that. Mm -hmm. And you know, I I don't know about the whole, the passion thing is so hard for me to gauge, but yes, a losing streak will make teams get down in the dumps. Uh, and hearing multiple people just talk about seeing things, yes, hearing Dak talk, uh, say what he said, all that jumps out. I just don't know, because I, 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 there's a part of me that thinks, and this is the thing, I'm not in the, <laughs> when we were three to seven, we were in the locker room every Wednesday, you know, back when we were in drive time, mm -hmm. and we were, uh, the and the, we were in the locker room every Wednesday, and we were able to really get a good gauge on what's going on, and uh, at least inside, and we still do, just by talking to people, but um, I don't know if there's a big collective group of guys going, hey, just turn it around, we're almost there, we're almost out of this funk, or if it's kind of, geez, they're just kind of treading water. You the know? thing is about passion. That's the easiest thing to fix. The passion, the the fire, 
the heart, that should be the easiest thing to fix. It's an old message they're getting, though, right? The only way it's not hmm. is if the message is old. The hmm. only way to the the only way it's not is if nobody wants if the person that's trying to ignite the fire has lost the spark. And that and could if, be anyone. That okay. could be Richard too. So, and he's new here, right? So listen, we're gonna we're gonna play this coming up at one o'clock. But can we assume that Jerry is implying that there is some level of apathy so far this year? Because if you're asking him, and I in the question I actually said, we're not implying that Jason Garrett has lost the team, but what sort of things do you see that are an indication of that? And he started bringing up penalties in the Jets game. I thought he misunderstood the question. Okay, well that's uh, fair. I well, when, I, a, when I when hey, I listen to it, when I when does we, he when, ever when, misunderstand a question? That's listen, a listen, smart dude. When we asked him about Garrett's philosophy, he went on this like mystical rant about, well, what is philosophy? And then personally detailed the two things that we've been talking about over the last two weeks on the show. Went out of his way to detail those two things and saying, well, what is philosophy? Yeah. He he knows what he's talking about here. Now again, I don't think Jerry is saying that Garrett's lost the team. But I also think that he didn't wake up after the Packer game and think that Wade had suddenly lost the team. I think he saw cracks in the dam, and then finally it was, I simply can't allow this to go out onto the field on Sunday again. That was the breaking point for him. And so the whole point is, they thought that Garrett could win them a Super Bowl. You can't convince me otherwise. I don't think they waste a year of NFL football going, ah, we'll just get rid of him in a year even though we can't get it done. They believed in it, but they went in on high alert. And so mm-hmm. what the, the last three weeks has really just weakened their resolve for this. Right. But I think they want I think they want more than anything for this to work for Garrett, give him an extension and move on down the road because they love him. Sure. He's, their, he's Jerry's son. I agree. I agree with you. And, and But if it doesn't work, I think they want Lincoln Riley. That's what I'm hearing. I could see that. And so if they want Lincoln Riley, then, you know, it's like when, when yeah. they fired Wade, they had Garrett there and they wanted to, okay, well, we already have our next head coach. We've had him in waiting. That next head coach is not here right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's Rashard. I used to think it was going to be Rashard, but that defense is the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. So it's not Rashard. So, I mean, the, the next head coach is Can, not there in waiting. You're, you're not waiting for somebody, okay, give us a spark, show us what you got, then get us into the playoffs. So they might just let Garrett ride it out regardless out of respect to Garrett. You know what I would say too, though, Ben? I think the way that they sort of look at a head coach, I don't think has eliminated Rashard. Because I think, you know, if they get the right defensive coordinator in there, they can see Richard firing everybody up and holding people accountable. It seems to be that that's what they value mm-hmm. from a head coach. You mean, now, if, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts here. Right. So they get an, a different defensive coordinator who's not running Richard's thing. Which, why like, would he go for that anyway? And then they're yeah. like, okay, they're not yeah. running his scheme. And right. so then he would be the master motivator. Dude, I think he's got that. I, I, I would. I mean, anytime you see him speak on a sideline, you don't have to question if there's passion or fire. He's right. got it for days. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, I I feel like the uh, I feel like the world is collapsing around Jason Garrett, but I just don't know what the answer is. At least mid season. All right, Ben. Coming up next, I was looking at some of these practice injury reports and kind of shocked by what I saw. The latest from Mickey Spagnola next, right here on 105.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Happy Friday, everybody. It's the Bennett Skin Show. 105.3 The Fan. Happy lunchtime on a Friday. Not quite there yet. You're almost done with the work week, man. It is almost the weekend. Yeah. Ah, yes. It's Friday, my friends. That's right, my friends. You'll be soaking it up in a hot tub with your soulmate in no time at all. We appreciate you listening to the Bennett Skin Show. We, We also appreciate... That you support us on social media, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or YouTube. We certainly appreciate all of your support in that regard. And, uh, man, to that end, we got Faniversary coming up, the 10-year birthday of 105.3 The Fan. A lot of people don't know this. Ben and Skin Show, we were the first people ever on 105.3 The Fan. Wow. Prior to that, it was live 105.3. Yeah. You know, uh, we were on Jagger in the mornings, us in middays. Russ Martin in afternoons. And we flipped to a sports format and we ran like marching band music for like three hours. Maybe more than that. And it then was real we, weird. And then we replaced Russ. Yeah. And uh, that was the beginning. It's been 10 years. So this is the celebration for that. 10 years later, uh, we are throwing this down at Texas Live on Saturday, October 26th from noon to four. It's family friendly. You're invited. Some Cowboys are going to be there. Some Rangers, some Stars, some I don't know about the Mavericks situation. Some of these are former players, obviously, in some regards, like the, for the Stars since their season's going. It's Ed Belfour and Craig Ludwig. How about that? Charles Haley for the Cowboys. Jalen Smith is going to be there, though, and uh, Chris Woodward is going to be there from the Texas Woody. Rangers. I think Jim Jeffcoat was a late right. uh, signing. We'll see if we can get oh, uh, maybe we'll see if we can get Woody to go ride that mechanical bull yeah. up there. Love Woody. At no word yet PBR on PBR at Texas Live. Yeah. No word yet on any of the Doomsday defense guys if they're still around. Maybe yeah, John Dutton. Too tall would be great. John Dutton still with us? I don't. I don't know. Uh, joining <laughs> oh, us now, no. maybe to answer that question, oh, is the no. great absolutely Mickey Spagnola. Very interested in this. Mick, <laughs> is John Dutton uh, still around? What's the story there? Yeah, as far as I know, yeah, yeah. he lives here locally. You mean the guy oh, from? The hopefully, movie? he's not listening, and the guy's kind of. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Are you willing to break this story, Mickey? What that he's still here? That with John us? Dutton is still with us. I, I believe he's still. Okay. Bo- Big seventy-eight. Yeah. US seventy-eight. What? I googled oh, the late great John Dutton. <laughs> I googled John Dutton, and what came up is a picture of Kevin Costner. <laughs> is that the guy's name on the TV show Yellowstone, I guess? Mm-hmm. No, John that's right. <laughs> it's a great show. Mickey, what year did you start covering the Cowboys? Middle of the 84 season. That's John Dutton still so around. John Dutton was still there, and it was quite a tandem between John Dutton and Randy White in the locker room. Did you ever get in any fights with Glenn Carano? Uh, <laughs> no, I think Glenn Carano was gone by then. Damn it. Oh. Uh, Gary Hogaboom would have been oh, <laughs> yes. the number uh, quarterback that Tom decided that he was going to start instead of Danny White. As a matter of fact, this I don't know if you want me to go here. Or not. Yes, go ahead. I love this stuff. But when I came in for my interview at the Dallas Times-Herald, so it would have been late August of 84, and it was the same day that Tom had his kind of season-opening press conference, and on that day, he announced that Phil Posderick was going to be the starting quarterback. Okay. And, then, and he meant to say Gary Hogaboom. Was that before or after Phil Posderick had seven holding calls? That was calls? before. Okay. Yeah. And so what happened was the uh, the front cover of the, the football uh, issue for the Times-Herald, the cover picture was Danny White. So they had to hold up the production and basically – 
start over on the front page of their whole deal, right? So I, I got there for the interview, and they apologized and said, you're going to have to probably wait two hours because we got to change all this because Tom just announced that Danny White was not going to be the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. So that was that was my initiation to Cowboys football. We are talking to the great Mickey Spagnola, brought to you by Ford. Ford is the best in Texas. All right, give us the MASH unit report. Where are we on all these Cowboys injuries? Well, I think it, it, it sounds like it's, it's – uh, you know, getting better. We'll see, you know, after practice where everybody's at, but uh, they were anticipating, you know, Randall Cobb doing something that Lael Collins and Tyrone Crawford uh, were going to do a little bit. Now, how much? Not quite. uh, uh, Lael Collins and and Tyron Smith, sorry. Uh, We're going to do a little bit. Uh, They they were going to test out Amari Cooper, uh, so we'll see what he was able to get done. They felt like Zach Martin would be back uh, doing something. Uh, so th- th- that was encouraging. And, and I think, what, you know, the kind of the, the last estimate with, of the seven guys that weren't practicing at the beginning of the week, they were hoping or didn't finish the game uh, on Sunday. They were hoping five of those had a possibility of playing. Now, I think Anthony Brown's out. Uh, I don't. I don't think you're going to see them. What is Anthony Brown's injury? He's got a hamstring, and I guess it was really bad. Uh, so you know the difference between his hamstring and 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 Byron Jones was Byron Jones was at least kind of on the uh, stationary bike trying to loosen it up, and uh, A B they just knew he was done. So uh, I think he he's probably out uh, there. At you know I don't know if they can get both offensive tackles back, but if they can get one of the two back. Uh, I think that would be a great help, and then they're they're hoping for maybe both uh, of the wide receivers. But boy, after seeing uh, Amari Cooper's uh, quad bruise uh, yesterday, he kind of showed it to us after the cameras all left. Yeah. That is the ugliest thing you ever seen. I mean, red, blue, purple, and it's big. Uh, and so, yeah, he showed it. He showed it to us, and a weird thing he said was he got hit on the outside of his thigh, but the bruise ended up on the inside. And they wear these little small uh, thigh pads. They're just a little bit bigger than your cell phone, and it's like, what is that going to protect? But that's what they wear. Uh, and the one when he got hurt, it cracked uh, when the guy hit it uh, with his helmet, I guess. So yeah. Uh, but he's hopeful. But again, what they can't afford to do is say. He says, yeah, I'm good to go, and then he plays three plays. So I think he's going to have to prove to them, either have done today or tomorrow, that he he can play in the game, and and they don't put another wide receiver down, and then you show up uh, on game day and you got 46, and he plays three plays, and now you're down a a wide receiver, and you put down another wide receiver because you thought he could play. So I think – you know, these guys are going to have to show them something before they send them out there and say, oh, well, let's let's try, because then if you try, you know, it's like last week, you know, it, it, had they put one of those offensive linemen uh, up and they couldn't play, then you might not have had enough support uh, to if they couldn't. And as it was, think about this. So you, you neither one, uh, Lael Collins and Tyron Smith played, so the backups played. So my question was, well, what happened if one of them got hurt? Who Who's going in? Uh, and I'm told if it was the left tackle, then Connor Williams would have moved over to left tackle from guard. And if it was the right tackle, then Zach Martin would have moved over to right tackle from guard. So that's how thin things were getting. 
Yeah, and I guess the one bright spot is that it's thin for the Eagles as well. Mickey, thank you for the time, brother. We will talk to you on Monday, and good God, I hope it's 4-3 and three when we talk to you. And, and keep the fans at bay, right? Man, keep me at bay. I'm losing my <laughs> mind over here. Thanks, Mick. Okay. All right, there he goes, Mickey Spagnola. Uh, ben, what do you say we, we're looking at the line? It's 3rd and eleven. There's 15 guys on the line. Let's do a quick toss to KT for a little Friday fun. <laughs> Let's do it. What do you guys want to talk about today? I got two things we can do here. You guys want to do? It's like a choose your own. <laughs> Hold on, Angelo. It's like a choose your own adventure book he's given us here. Villains in superhero Halloween costumes that I could hold until next week. Hold or that. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All right. New ones. I'll roll with you on this. Ben. 2020 new ones. Okay. Now, there's some that didn't make it who are still up for it, like craft work and things like that. Wait, they from didn't last make year. it? They didn't get in last oh, year. Oh, no. okay, gotcha. Um, but here are the new nominations. We'll start with Notorious B.I.G. In. Yeah. In on first ballot, right? Absolutely in on first ballot. I'm asking for a friend. Is Tupac in this? I think he's already in, right? I don't know. I really yeah, I don't think know. he's in already. I, I would imagine he's already in. Chippy, look that up. Though. Everyone gets all upset because it's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and like the Beastie Boys and Tupac are in it. It should just be called the Popular American Music Hall of Fame. It's Stevie Nicks is in it twice, as herself yeah. and with Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he uh, looks like he got in in 2017. All right, yes. Tupac got in. All right. So Big yeah. will be in. Whitney Houston. Greatest love of all, bros. Hmm. She'll probably get in, right? Yeah. Needs to. Now, this one, uh, I don't know much about her. I just, you know, I know a couple songs. You guys are going to have to help me on this one. Pat Benatar. Oh, my God. This is great. I feel like my parents love So, back in the day, uh, my younger brother, you know, you, you have to pick on your siblings. My younger brother's teeth grew before the rest of his head grew. <laughs> John Elway like, style. If you see him right now, he's he's a handsome man and his teeth are perfect. Oh, but I hit it. Back in the day, his what? teeth were like full grown like a beaver. And but he had a tiny head, and so whenever he'd get in fights, I'd tell him that he looked like Pat Benatar, because <laughs> Pat Benatar had the biggest beaver teeth of all time. Oh, her beaver teeth were nice. <laughs> now, um, I should say when I was in seventh grade, I had giant feathered hair with a butt part and the biggest butt teeth you've ever seen in you your life. Butt part? Yeah. yeah, I had a butt part in the middle of my hair. Okay, oh, so yeah, let's just rock. Yeah. I feel like I know this. Yeah, this Love's is a battle. Love a battle. I've always said that. And she did hit me with your best shot. She right? did. That was her biggest hit. Oh my god! Burst onto the scene. Very aggressive. Okay. Aggressive. Now she was also her writing partner was her husband. It was a guy named Neil Gerardo. And when they came it's to unnecessary Winstar, fact. When they came to Windstar, they built them together. Oh really? Yeah, we had that bill like in the last month or two. They, unnecessary. I agree. But he's a great guitar player, songwriter. Also, in their first time being nominated, Depeche Mode. No, this is their first time to be nominated? I think so, yeah. Again, I, mean, I think of my brother, uh, Depeche Mode. We used to love Depeche Mode back in the day. And so my brother, when he talks about me and Skin and our friends all liking Depeche Mode, they say we went golf. <laughs> <laughs> like we had eye makeup. We never had eye makeup and all that crap. I, they were, uh, I call this commercial. It's not really this commercial. Synth, this but, is synth pop. Yeah. I would define this as synth pop. By the way, Ben, look at your phone. The... Uh, the person you're talking about is weighed in. <laughs> I love you, Quan Lee. Also, 
<laughs> nominated. The Doobie Brothers. Yes. All right. We're With good. or without Michael McDonald. Doesn't right. matter, does it? It does. I bet it's the China Grove version of them. See, I'd rather it be the Michael McDonald version. My my brother texted us in F you guys, but he should be happy <laughs> because I burned him on the Pat Benatar, but then I burned us on the goth thing. Yeah. yeah. And so dude, I admitted that a butt part and buck teeth. Yeah. I, mean, I think your all... eyeliner looks great today, Ben. <laughs> Thank you, Shippy. Now shut up. Guys, oh my god, turn oh, it this up. Is so good. Nothing makes me hornier than this song. Same. In other words, also, guys, God, he is such an important man. I love Michael McDonald. Nominated the Dave Matthews Band. Oh, man, Zeke loves McDonald's. Yeah, only reason we're doing this. Um, we don't have any other songs because no one knows them except that marching ant. No song. one's not really one of their songs. Dave Matthews is just now getting in. Yeah, you know what? Dave's pretty awesome. He was on Kimmel the other night. People don't know anything. Dave's a very funny guy. Wait, I want to go back to that comment, and, uh, people don't know anything. Uh, so Dave is like, uh, so Jennifer Aniston was the first guest, and then Jennifer mm. Aniston's talking. Yeah, she's still true. All right. Hey, KT, it's me, Dave Matthews of the Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then Kimmel goes, hey, guys, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> so happy we have drops back. I'll be honest with you, I did fart. <laughs> it's a gassy <laughs> band. Very Dude, gassy. They dumped poop all over that boat yeah. that time. You're sax player, right? No, he's dead. Oh, another uh, dead guy? The violin player was kicked out of the band. <laughs> You're surrounded by death. Sax player died in uh, ATV accident. Yep. But he's that little kid in the sixth sense. <laughs> he was dedicated, like uh, you know, like some of these cowboys this week. He was flying to the game and the altitude was too much. So Kimmel goes, I felt like an idiot. He goes, Jennifer Anistown just told me. <laughs> Just told me that you guys go to you got y'all go on vacation together and stuff. He's like, yeah, known Jennifer Aniston for a long time. We're really good friends. She used to hook up with the Counting Crows yeah. guy. She did. Yeah. He hooked up with Monica too. Oh, word. And Phoebe, uh, Emmy Rossum from Shameless. Dude, Emmy Rossum is a champ. Yeah. yeah. So well, there's Judas Priest in there. Motorhead. Whoa, I love okay. Judas Priest. All right. Play Love Bites. Shippy, uh, do you have Love Bites? <laughs> Nine Inch Nails are up yep. again. Really. Rufus. Trent Reznor belongs in there. Rufus and Shaka Khan. Yes. Thin Lizzy, T-Rex. Yes. Shaka Khan. Dude, think Shaka about, Khan, Shaka Khan. Think about how great this uh, Hall of Fame class is because our friends D and Chi played with Michael McDonald and Shaka Khan. Is that yeah. Love Bites? Yes, it is. No, this is uh, got you another got thing coming. Another thing. Go So Pretty this shocking. is Judas Priest is the origin of the whole Wicked Scepter, the homoerotic oh, metal yeah, band. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Rob Halford hadn't come out of the closet yet, but he was like shirtless in leather and chains, singing <laughs> all these like fourteen-year-old uh, boys. Also, Soundgarden, they might get the sympathy vote because he just died. Chris Cornell, his voice will bring you to tears, Black baby. That man's amazing. Oh, uh, speaking of coming to tears, how about a chance to win $1,000 just by knowing our word of the hour? That word is wonder. W-A-N-D-E-R. Not wonder, like wonderment, like wander. I'm going to wander around. Wonder. So not the blind guy. W-A-N-D-E-R. Wander. Wander. Text that into 72881 for your chance to win $1,000. Coming up next, we'll go around the NFL on a football Friday on 105.3 The Fan. 
All right, we got to fly through these NFL games as we look at all the games on the docket. So I'm going to dive right in. Let's start with the Rams going to Atlanta to play the Falcons. God, the Falcons suck. Oh, it's so bad. And I saw a thing, and I know everyone's killing golf. I saw a thing that golf has only thrown the ball downfield 6% of the time. Downfield. Touchdown Rams. Uh, By the way, golf 13 for 24 for just 78 yards last week. Down the field. And by down the field, Brett, I'm at 20 yards. Uh, And when he did throw it down the field. Can he continue this? Well, he's not really doing it that much, though, Brett. All right. Um, In his last 14 games. What do you think his touchdowns to interceptions is for golf? I think it is virtually even. One to one. Because he has fallen apart. He can't play outdoors. That includes winter games. And anytime it's below 78 degrees, he falls apart. He can't play on the road. And he's coming off a 78-yard game, so I bet it's even. He has got, in his last 14 games, 14 touchdown passes and 15 interceptions. And he's been blitzed the second most in all of football. He sucks. No, nah, they're just, oh, okay. they just need to figure it out. Their offensive line's bad. They'll figure it out. They'll be okay. Okay. McVeigh will save that ship. I don't know if it'll be good enough to make the playoffs because of the division, but right. they'll they'll get a win this week in Atlanta. They're in a position now where they really need to start destroying. They, I mean, okay, they've lost to Seattle once, and they've lost to the Niners once, or they've not they not played. I know they've lost to the Niners lost once. Lost to the Niners last week. Yeah. Have they played Seattle yet? Maybe uh, they haven't. I'm not sure. They may need to No, they them. lost to them by one. Okay. So they got to win both remaining games with yeah. Sam Fran. They got the that. Bengals and Steelers coming up after this. They'll be fine. Okay. All right. Next game, Dolphins at Bills. Huh? Should be pretty good. Guys, we your ready? best red zone offense team is the Buffalo Bills. Knew it. So far. Wait, say it again. The best red zone offense. Efficiency. They they've only 70- been there. They've only been there twice. <laughs> no, seventy percent of the time. So they score a field goal. Yeah, they, you're right. Though they don't score. They much. don't score touchdowns. They don't score a ton. You're right. Uh, yeah, Dolphins. So suck. they've been there four times and they kick three field goals. This is not my fun game of the week. Our buddy Cole Beasley has seen nine targets in three of four games uh, heading into last week, where he had just three catches, twenty-one yards, three targets only in that Give game. Him the sauce. He hasn't scored this season. And he's been under 50 yards in three of five games. Well, so he's yet to have that big game. It's just, I mean, it's just what Buffalo's offense is. Yep. Big Josh Allen's going to turn and dump. Um, I did like, I'm always amused by it, that there was at least 45 seconds today during Sean and RJ where Eskin just drove out of his way to run over Cole Beasley, who's yeah. changing a tire on the side of the road. Yep. <laughs> uh, next game, Jags at Bengals, Gardner Minshew Mania. Uh, starting to fall off a little bit. You watch your dirty whore mouth. <laughs> Only 163 yards, just 14 of 29 last week. I'm still going to give that mustache a ride. I'm a big fan he, of Minshew. He has been hurried 35 times this season, the second most in all of football, according Maybe to Lawrence Fantasy Guru. Does this feel like a bad loss at Cincinnati to the 0-6 team, given the comments the other day could be the end of the road for Doug Marone? Wait, what? Do you think it go lose to Cincinnati? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marone, by the way, Marone's not going to finish this year. Yeah, right? I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. This is a perfect storm. Yeah. Going to play the Bengals? Yeah. Thank you so much, Cincinnati Bengals. We love y'all. You got it, Snoop Dogg. I thought uh, the Bengals were playing the Patriots. Andy Dalton's been uh, <laughs> what? bad. Andy Dalton's yeah, yeah. Been, been really bad. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, he is uh, third worst in the league in terms of bad throws. Uh, nobody's been blitzed more than him, and he is playing like crap. Shout out to my buddy Ben Baby, who took the job at ESPN to be the Cincinnati uh, oh, no. Bengals. No, I said, hey, I said, the best thing that can happen for you is that you bide time. They suck this year. And then in springtime, you're getting all these TV hits. Who are the Bengals going to take at number two in the draft? 
That's the best thing that could happen for you. He's like, yeah, I guess. Well, they're going to try to win, though. And I was like, no, you're going to be on TV in April because Bengals are going to have a top five pick. Yeah, yeah. but he's got to live in Ohio during the winter. Yeah, yeah. that's a tough one. Tough times. All right. Uh, next game, Texans at Colts. Deshaun Watson hasn't been sacked in the last two games, so he's getting rid of the ball quickly. That's major for them because he used to get sacked all the time. Guys, this is my surprise fun but cool party game of the week. I don't think a lot of people are looking at it, but I think there's going to be some pretty good action back there. Earlier, you said that the Colts could be a contender in the AFC. (laughs) I was right. You boldly said that. I I mentioned the Texans first. This will decide who wins the AFC. Would you like to put a wager on this game? Uh, Where is it? Indianapolis. Okay, yeah. What's the wager? And don't say half beard. Season starts Wednesday. <laughs> okay, um, fine. Then I won't do a bet. <laughs> guys, I don't like to uh I don't like when we're going around the NFL, I don't like to mention storylines that impact my personal fantasy team. Me neither. So I won't do that. Um DeAndre Hopkins dropped a pass last week at the two yard oh, line. No. All I know score. Dude, all I know is last week you came in here bitching about Devontae Freeman, and every time I looked up on my TV Sunday, he was balling out. He had a good game. Now, he didn't even eclipse 90 yards, but for him it was a good game. I think he ended up with 88 yards. He scored my team 15 points. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, though, when you're, when you're forced to draft him because all the running backs are gone and you're like, damn, I guess i got to take a receiver. I don't want to be that guy. This sounds personal. Yeah, it does. No, it's not. I'm just saying oh, okay. in general yeah. for other people. Uh-huh. Nobody forced you to do anything, sir. Uh, he had 15 targets last year inside the 10-yard line. Think about that. Wow. So almost one per game. You'd want to draft that. He has just one this season. Oh. So anybody who drafted him, your team sucks. <laughs> Ben is basically saying, you're not allowing me to draft DeAndre Hopkins, okay? I yeah. can come on here and draft yeah. him whenever I want. You're not allowing me. I, I could draft him. Uh, next game on the docket, Vikings at Lions. I like this one. I think this yeah. could be fun. And I think uh, if you're a Cowboys fan, I think you probably want the Lions to win this game. This is actually the front butt party of the week. You're going to get both of these teams in the next few weeks, but I think you would like the Lions to go ahead and beat the Vikings so the Vikings drop a little bit. Just in case the wild card was a thing that you would have to be a part of. I don't think it's likely. I think yeah. you just got to win the division, but I think you want the Lions to beat the Vikings if you're the Cowboys. I think that's good thinking. Dude, the Vikings offense is going nuts yeah. uh, since they all called each other out or they all called Kirk Cousins out. Uh, he's thrown for 300 yards in back-to-back games, uh, 333 yards, four touchdowns on 29 passes last week. Keep this in mind. They ran the ball 35 times last week. They've run the ball more than they've passed in each of the last two games even as he's thrown for 300 yards and two touchdowns in each outing. So that offense is humming. Yeah, he had big plays against Philly. They dropped 38 on him, and then Zach Brown talked that trash and got cut. It's a consistency thing for Kirk Cousins. It always has He's got to – it'll all fall off eventually. See, if it's a game where it's 38-20, he's good. It's the game where it's 24-21 in the fourth quarter where he poops down his leg. Mm -hmm. Next game, Raiders at Packers. Packers are running out, uh, okay. Raul and the boys downstairs at wide receiver. Typical KT, yeah, sandbag the Packers. No, like just behind you oh, on the man, TV a minute suck. ago, they just showed that the Packers are going to be without Devontae Adams, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Geronimo Allison again. Packers have the fourth worst run defense in football. Yeah, they don't Kevin. have any wide receivers. There's, they literally signed a guy named Ryan Grant yesterday. That's a good, good player. No, it's not. Yeah. I had a fourth-round grade on him that year. They're starting a guy named the Lizard who caught a ball with his <laughs> dong for a touchdown pass the other night. Is it Matt Rule? No, Alan Lazard. Okay. All right, let's Matt move Rule. on to next game. Cardinals at Giants. Two young quarterbacks squaring off. All right here, Cliff. All right, Cliff. Cardinals Cardinals get a win. The Cardinals are 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. Oh, God, please, this is so great. 
He will be and he'll be NFL coach of the year if, if they win this game. They, oh, I don't think he's gonna. You want to make a half beard bet? <laughs> Kyler Murray is one of the things I look forward to every week, though. That'll be fun. Yeah, that's hey, great. I remember KT you talking a lot about Andy Isabella not being used a lot. He's only caught three passes in five games. Man, Defend yourself, son of a butt. Just sucks, <laughs> not man. A good I, defense. Just I believed in the little guy, and I guess Cliff doesn't. Son of a butt. Man, yeah, hurts. It hurts. Next game. Was it just me? Jeff liked him too. No, Jeff's out there in the don't, prep room. Dude, don't drag don't him through the pull. Don't pull him wow. into this. He's Jeff just in liked there. Isabella. He's in there prepping for his show. He's prepping for other he stuff. If a, you know what I mean. He did the hands up, shoulder emoji, like ah, as he's playing Candy Crush, <laughs> reading a George R. R. Martin book. R. 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 Martin. 49ers at Redskins. Oh, uh, I would love for the worst team and second worst team in football to take down the Niners, but it's not happening. Trap game for Garoppolo. <laughs> out there the, hanging out with porn stars. Dude, <laughs> Niners are 5-0 for the first time since 1990. They also have an 83-point point differential through five games, the largest they've had since the NFL-AFL merger. Okay, the, the realest thing about the Niners is that defense is studly. That's a great defense. Yeah. And it's not even just the Rams' problems. I mean, holding them to seven, 78 yards for their quarterback, that's spectacular. He is. Uh, Garoppolo's been hurried only nine times. As you look at these stats, it's clear that quarterbacks who have time in the pocket, boy, they're great quarterbacks. Yeah. The quarterbacks who don't have time, they suck. Garoppolo has the best winning percentage ever for a starting quarterback through 15 starts. Oh, better 8. than Dak? 0.867. He's 13-2 and in 15 starts. Okay, wait. So, if he wins, he'll beat Dak. If he loses, he'll tie Dak. Because Dak was 13-3 and three his rookie year. Those are advanced stats, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think a win-loss record is a stat. I'm more worried about his choice of adult film stars. Guys, another side nugget that doesn't impact my personal team. Tevin Coleman dropped a wide-open touchdown oh, pass in that game. Just a heads-up to you Too guys. Too many Falcon-related running backs. Chargers at Titans. Suck. Yeah, that's unwatchable. Chargers game. chance to get back in the West though if, no. if Mahomes they, is missing games. So two, So are you guys yeah, seeing this? Suck. How, I'm seeing that Mahomes is only going to miss 3 games. That would yeah, that's possible. That's what the Shefty had. Okay, the Chargers can win 3 in a row and they're not going to win the West. Okay. I believe you. Yeah, Shippy. <laughs> Next game Saints. You me. Saints at Bears. Okay, uh, this, this is, is a interesting. Great game. Yeah, this is fun. Chase Daniel. Mizzou guy. Former chief backup quarterback. Yeah, we got backup quarterback bowl. Because Trubisky's not back, right? Is this at Chicago, Ben? It is at Chicago. Yeah. yeah. So one executive said the Saints are the best team in the league. Most complete team, he thinks it's them. It's uh, Seattle, but go ahead. But he thinks it's the Saints who beat Seattle. No, they didn't. So, Even without Breeze, he says they're the best? That's what he said. So, he'll probably get and fired. It, and it, what he was saying is basically counting on them getting Breeze back, saying this is the most complete team. Uh-huh. All right, go beat that defense then mm-hmm. because that Bears defense is good. And Trubisky, shut down everything. Trubisky it, did return to practice this week, and there appears a good shot that he's going to return to action. Was be, that executive that said that Mickey Loomis? They might be better without him. Really? He's, he's no. eight and two with 19 touchdown passes in his last 10 at home. I mean, if face. I was playing with the 85 Bears defense, I'd be good too. I used to love the 85 Bears. I heard that. Uh, Ravens at Seahawks. Fun. Yeah, My that KT is fun, fun game. Tweets, fun game of the week. The I'll Earl give it Thomas to you. Bowl. It is the Earl Thomas Bowl. It's Russell versus Lamar. Lamar tries to show everyone that he can dunk on Russell. We'll see. Uh, the Ravens are typically a team that doesn't believe in abstinence, unlike Seattle. 
Can we go back to Dolphins Bills? Fun game and there of the it week. is. That's there we go. Around yeah. the NFL, those are the games on the docket. We just did the entire I can't league. We did it. Incredible. They I don't said it couldn't be done. Of it. Coming up next, what did Jerry Jones say today when we had him on? Well, we'll play the audio to prove what he said right to your face. We'll do that next, right here on 1053 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.